to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today we got plenty of American news to cover. We're going to be talking that 2-1 victory over Querétaro. And then, of course, we're going to be previewing the upcoming game against Atlas in the Estadio Jalisco and everything in regards to Coapa. What's going on with some of our injured players? Will Bruno Valdez be joining us anytime soon? A lot of more of that information coming up your guys' way in today's episode. But before I go any further... In today's episode, let me introduce, as always, my co-host. It is Brooklyn's very own AJ. AJ, how are you, my friend? Um, doing good. Um, body's aching. Today's Tuesday, so aerobic training. Um, it kicked my ass today, but as they say, no pain, no gain. And well, I'm here. Always happy and excited to talk about everything through America. Perfect, perfect. Uh, just a little side note: uh, when AJ does his Pilates, he leaves the window open so his neighbors <laughs> can fully watch him. So. <laughs> <laughs> so there you guys go. Um, of course, uh, our beloved co-host Christian will be joining us as soon as he can. He is uh, right now stuck in the snow, so we'll see whether or not he's able to make it. And then, um, of course, huge shout out to everyone out there in uh, in the winter uh, storm that's happening. So brutal stuff going on, but hopefully you guys get through it. And we're here to help you pass the time. But before we go any further, AJ, today we have a very special guest, a returning guest, I may add, a very good friend of ours, someone we shouted out last week because of his birthday, and hopefully he was able to um, enjoy it with a very good America victory. Well, very good, so a little bit stretching it there. But of course, as always, let me introduce and returning guest, Mr. Brian, a.k.a. the Carnicero. Brian, how are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it was a pretty good birthday. Um scrappy win but a win is a win so i enjoyed it enjoyed it uh nonetheless all right awesome well happy to have you on we're gonna be uh using your uh, helpful insight and knowledge to tell us whether or not america is doing the right thing under solari because uh well there's a certain co-host here that would want to argue against you but unfortunately he's not here but we'll see what happens uh but interesting to have you and uh hopefully you bring a little bit more of a different insight than what we have already brought so it should be an interesting one but all right gentlemen Let's get started here. Let's talk America versus Querétaro um, at the Estadio Azteca again. And what uh, painted to be an even better game on paper, AJ, didn't really live up to the hype of what actually happened. So we thought this game was going to be um, a lot more on America's favor, yet Querétaro came out, did their game, did what they had to do. I think they planted themselves the way that they wanted to. Ultimately, I think the red card in the 13-minute kind of unsettles the game a little bit, but more towards America's favor in where we saw America be a little bit more uh, possessive with the ball, have a little bit more chances here and there, obviously get the goal. But yet again, we talked about this in our halftime uh, thoughts uh, video, AJ, poor defending uh, inset pieces. Again, our Achilles heel uh, makes it so that we end up going at the half one-to-one. America then starts off the second half in the way that everyone wanted to, just gas pedal with uh, the clear direction towards goal. Nothing really went through until the, towards the late latter end of the game until you see Henry Martin score that late winning goal. Just overall thoughts in regards to this game once, uh, once the 90 minutes went, because I know you were covering this one on Twitter for us. Um, 
not really satisfied, but at the same time, it's three points. I can't go wrong with that. But I thought this was a game where as soon as Esqueleto was down to 10 players, I'm like, Omega should be dominating from the get-go, which we had countless opportunities. We had 25 shots in that entire match with 10 being on target, but we only scored two goals. So I'm just kind of wondering what's going on. Against a Querétaro side that had not that much possession compared to America, you think with the opposition having 10 players, you'd be able to do something with it. America, not so much. It just seems like at times you're just playing long ball United or going for crosses, trying to constantly think a cross is going to work when really no one's in the box to really try to do anything. So it just feels like, mm, I'm, not understand- I'm not understanding that. But all in all, I mean, I was happy that Henry Martin got the goal. You know, I feel like it would have been better if Vines did because he's on a bit of a goal drought. But a goal is a goal nonetheless. Henry Martin's goal got us the victory at the end, which is all that mattered at the end, at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think that at the end of the day, the one thing that we can rescue is the fact that America walks away with the three points. And then we can build off of that, which I think is kind of been the narrative throughout this whole season. Brian, talk to me a little bit more about this game from your perspective. I mean, I'm looking at the momentum bar and there's literally nothing of Querétaro, just bits and pieces throughout the match. It's mostly all America. Does this momentum bar paint the exact picture that we saw on the pitch? Or do you think that there was a different story to be told? No, I mean, going up a man, you kind of expect America to to deal with possession a lot, but it is true that I, I do – you continue to see this, like, lack of ideas where there's a lot of trying to launch something into play. And one thing I, I would like to see with – and we'll have to see this with, you know, a team, you know, a more balanced 11 v. 11. Um, can America start getting players to trust playing on each other instead of, you know, an individual effort and then kind of fumbling the ball? Um, but in terms of this game, I mean, I don't think it's much of a surprise to see what we saw. America had a lot <laughs> of the ball, um, and they are – it is fortunate to get the win. Um, but in this early stage of the season, I, you know, the, the win matters, and you just kind of hope to start implementing your style as the season goes along because you're not going to always – you know, the situation always isn't, isn't going to present itself. I agree with you. I think that there's, you know, I think we're building up towards that point where we're starting to find some identity, but I think we haven't really struck lightning in a sense. So, I mean, again, I think the one thing that you do have to take away from this is that even though there was that goal that we conceded and because it was poor marking, I I think we have to give it off to the defense. Again, they had a pretty solid match all in all. I mean, considering the fact that still, I mean, yeah, you could see it, but I mean, you look at the stats that they were, we're showing on on in the game. America has less goals conceded at this point of the season than they did last year. So, I mean, that's something to build upon. And AJ, that's something we talked about last episode as well, is it's the defense doing their job quietly, not really receiving the praises for it. And again, I think, you know, little by little, I think that's where we're going to start building our, um, our identity, our foundation, and it's going to start from the back. And so hopefully we'll see, you know, bits and pieces as we go on. But... Should be we should we be worried that it took us you know till what it was minutes eighty ish until Henry Martin scored that second goal? Should we be worried still at this attacking or at least lack of threat from America? I think it's really just the lack of threat it doesn't help the fa- the matter of fact that we have two forwards who really are in a goal drought. I keep repeating it again, Vinas he has not scored a single goal since last year, and that was in October, and that makes you worry what's going on with them. 
Is it COVID? Is it an injury that he had that affected that took out some of that um the electricity that like the um uh just all his overall effectiveness on the pitch? Does it feel like it's just not there? We did see last game that he played a big role in getting that second goal. He got a shot on target against um Akala. Akala deflects it and Martin um gets the goal. Good things to, to see, but at the same time feels like it's not much. I feel like it's not enough. And I feel like while the defense now, it's starting to um, become one and it's starting to look really good in the back. I just feel like the offense now is the next thing. We mentioned before, we mentioned in last season how defense was the biggest issue and offense was not, was not an issue at all. Now it's the exact opposite. Defense is looking good. Now the offense is looking really bad. I feel like Soleil is still trying to figure out who can I put up front that can guess the goals? And then it's also as well like in midfield when we look at the wingers, wherever that may be, Cordova, Leo Suarez is just, I don't know, just something's aren't working with them. It just seems like, especially with Cordova, it seems like with each incoming game, I think his form is getting worse and worse, I think, with each game. Though, he did have opportunities in this match to get himself to assist, just his forwards kind of failed him, really. but. I understand. Just feel like offense, it's not clicking. I hope you heard that, Brian. That wasn't me uh, mm-hmm. down talking Cordova, okay? Um, <laughs> uh, and we'll get into a little bit more about, uh, not, not just him, but I think there's some players that still haven't hit the high marks of the season. I think you mentioned Vinas there as well. Um, I think there's a couple names out there that still need to be read out. But Brian, to you, what did you think America did well in this match? I mean, the constant pressure. I mean, it... I mean, it's kind of an obvious going up a man, but um, they were continually searching for that goal. There was no complaint. To me, it didn't look like there was much complaints. As the, and there was there were opportunities. You know, the Cordova found Henry and, it, you know, shot just didn't go. So, I mean, it, just throughout the game, meaning um, I feel like there were the opportunities were there and you had to be a bit relent, uh, relentless given the fact that they had the ball so much. Um, and yeah, and they got that goal. Uh, it wasn't pretty, but like I said, it doesn't matter. Um, you just kind of hope players can gain that confidence and, and really get that energy going to this, you know, this upcoming part of the season. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with you. I think that uh, that's something to definitely highlight. And hopefully we continue to see that uh, even when we're not just up a man, you know, I think that's going to be an important thing to kind of keep an eye out on. Very, very important. Um, but I mean, overall, I mean, we could sit here and criticize America and some of the players, but uh, I feel like at what point is, is that going to just help? You know, I think we could take bits and pieces here. But my real question to you two is by when does America need to have a, a finalized playing style in order for us to be like, OK, we're we can contend for something. AJ? I'd say by match day eight, which will be against Pachuca. I feel like at that point, you're at the you're in the middle of the season. You need to have a play style and a starting eleven already. If we're still experimenting at this point, I'm worried. And even if it does get us the result, it you just want to just say to fans, this is gonna be our play style and this is gonna be our starting for the rest of the season. You're gonna see little to no changes at that point. We don't wanna be constantly experimenting throughout the season. Okay. All right, Brian, do you agree with that, or do you think that there's still more room uh, to kind of wiggle around? I'll say a little bit after that. I think more when you see the playoff picture becoming more solidified. Um, but, yeah, I would say 
within the next couple of games, you want to see that identity to start. Um, like you said, that there there are positives we've seen so far uh, in different aspects of of America's game, but you want to see the whole thing come together with, with with the new players, with you know the players that have been there, and you want to see a guy like Minas. Uh, get get on the score sheet or at least, you know, continue to assist people because that's going to be there. But I'm going to say a little bit after that, maybe two or three games after that, when things are going to be really, you know, coming more cemented and how how the, these teams are going to be looking. Okay, you know, yeah, I agree with you. I think that we're starting to get to that halfway point of the season where I think maybe we want more answers than we have questions at this point. Yeah. Um, I think, AJ, you mentioned something very particular, having the kind of a set start in 11. I think we have a set formation, which I think is important because then we can, you know, build off of that. But find, finding that set start in 11, which I think uh, even Piojo uh, kind of struggled with this. And it was because of the constant injuries that we kept having. But COVID it seems that maybe, everything. Yeah. <laughs> so it feels like we're finally, and, and look, I'm going to knock on wood here because I know that I'm most likely going to jinx this, but... I feel like we're finally reaching over that horizon and saying, okay, I think we're at the point where we can start actually thinking about more so who we're going to, who we're going to be able to put in because they're doing good, not who are we going to be able to put in only because they're fit. And so uh, I think once we have all our players come back together, I just mentioned Bruno Valdez is just, I mean, at, at this point, weeks away from being able to play the full 90 minutes. If, uh, if, if, you know, the, the doctors give him the go ahead. So you know, once I think Solari can have all his pieces together, we can finally start putting those starting 11 spots. I'm sure, you know, one or two will sometimes alternate or rotate here and there. But if you can have at least, you know, a full base, then I think that's going to be the important part. And I think that's when we finally get to see what we were mentioning, the identity, the playing style, and, um, you know, build off of that and, and, and kind of keep on going from there. But... um what do you guys think actually lacked in this game against Querétaro, right? Even though we were up a man, AJ, you always felt that there was something else missing in this match. Did you think that maybe that there was a certain player that could have came on and maybe impacted uh, the game differently? Or do you think that there was just something just not right within these players that were playing? Because I know that some people were pointing fingers at Roger. I know some people were pointing fingers at Cordoba, obviously at Leo. Who do you think just didn't do enough? I feel like it'd be the wingers and the forwards just in general. I feel like just Royer, Henry, Leo, and Cordova, they could have done something more. And I feel like just the lack of finishing was just not there. We're getting countless opportunities. That's good, a lot. But it feels like it's not being smart or just they're not finishing one off. Like, Kreta Gilakala, that dude was having the game of his life. But I just you just really felt like that was really our only threat. Kreta were pretty much playing with three defenders and with players like Royer, Henry, Leon Cordova, they could sweep through those defenders. There's really nothing, there's really none for them to worry about except just the goalie. It's a one-on-one. It's just, I'm not understanding that. You need to know in this game of soccer, you need to make the most of your opportunities because that opportunity may never come again. You can have, it's like in a game of FIFA, you can have 25-something shots, no goals going. Your opponent can have one single shot, and that's the per- that's the perfect shot goes in and you lose the match simply because of that because your fishing was not on point. It's the most frustrating thing. Exactly. And it's just like, I understand, like, three points. No one's going to argue, yeah, we got to win. We're three points. We're sitting up there. We're sitting in second place right now, if I'm not mistaken, which is good. But you're just like, can our, four, can our fours just be more clinical with their finishing? 
Because I think at this point, with the way with the way this game was, it could have been three or four goals, and I could have seen maybe Henry or something bag a hat trick at this one with the amount of opportunities he was getting. Just something's got they just someone's got to like tell it to them. You need to finish more because I feel it's going to be another season where other players are going to be scoring. That's good, but you're always going to be relying on the forwards. It's going to be like that time when Matthias Udi was our top goal scorer with like eight goals, and no other forwards had more than him at that time. No, yeah. Interesting. Brian, what did you think uh what did you think was lacking? No, I agree. Um it kind of seems like w- when when you need to hit hit it first time, they're not hitting it first time or when they you know, they they make that one move where they can throw a feint and then get the shot off, they don't do it and then, you know, like I feel like they're they're always one thing off. There's there's a, like a, a second guessing in, in the attack. So like I said, sometimes it it gets a little bit of a boring play. Um but no, I agree fully. Um that's pretty much what I saw out of this particular game. Um, hopefully you start seeing them rifle shots that are going to start going in like with, with confidence. And I think there's only one player on that pitch that is taking those first time shots that are, that's kind of making the the right decision makings at, at times. And it's the youngster. It's, it's uh, Santi Naveda, you know, yeah, yeah. and, um, and it's really yeah. promising to see someone like that mm-hmm. uh, that's coming in. Uh, and, and really just playing playing because you, you can you can s- tell that he's out there and he's enjoying it yeah. like he's fully out there enjoying it playing for the sh- for the jersey and 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 for the love of the game and um i think the fact that america has someone like that is it's it's crucial it's vital and and i just i don't see anyone on on this team uh sitting him on the bench anytime soon so should be an interesting yeah. thing to see um, but again, you know, it's it's all about consistency and it's about how you play in week in and week out. And I think he understands that, which I think is the most important part. But um, shout out to him. He's been doing some really good work, got his first goal. So um, we'll see what uh, what he's able to continue to produce out on the pitch. But I think you guys hit it on very well. I think our, our decision making in the final third has definitely been poor. And I think that's something that everyone's criticized because, of course, America is not the you know leading uh, team with with the most goals this season as compared to last season. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say this: I think we've had more of a consistent um, performance in the fact that you're like, okay, we're winning, we're winning, we're winning. We drew, we're winning. Like you know, there's 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 something there. Like okay, we're we're scraping by. But it wasn't kind of like last season where it was like we're winning, but then we get, then we lose, but then we draw, and then we win again. But did we deserve to win? I don't know. And it's kind of like all over the place. Yeah. And so I think now there's the sense more of like, okay, we kind of know what to expect, yet we still have the high standards that we've always had. But I don't know. We're all over the place. But I think we alluded to this earlier in the season, AJ, where we're like, this is always going to be a process. It wasn't going to be a quick turnaround. It was always, there's a new manager. This is not his team by any means necessary. He's inherited team, a team. So he has to kind of make do with what he has. And I think at this point, yes, we can maybe say, okay, you haven't had the finishing touch that you did last season, but at least the defensive structure is getting better. We have a set formation. We have a little bit of an identity building. Let's see where this goes and let's see where this takes off. So should be an interesting thing to see. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, anything else you guys want to talk about in regards to Querétaro and America? Any uh, any players that stood out to you guys? Bad, good, any, any, anything? No, just like you, like you said, Naveda. Um, 
he, I love what I see from him. I need to, you know, I, I want to see exactly what his style is going to be moving forward for America and Mexico. Cause I think he's going to be one of those prospects. Um, but I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that another player is coming through the ranks and he plays scrappy head down. Doesn't, doesn't feel scared. That's what you need. That's what you need to balance the veteran identities and, and, and him being a fresh player. Um, so I'm thrilled with what I see from him. I like it. I like it. Well, actually, one quick question, because um, I think a lot of people are going to start talking about this. And I don't, uh, Roger Martinez obviously comes off a pretty big game against us with Puebla, then comes and gets the starting 11 spot. I told you guys not to give it to him because he wasn't going to produce, but no one wanted to listen to me. But hey, um, you know, he, he went out there. I, I wouldn't say it was his worst game in an America jersey. And I will not to say that, you know, he it was a terrible game by any means necessary. I think he did some really good stuff um when he had the ball. And but I you you just saw that Queretaro had the idea of when Roger Martinez gets the ball, two, three players have to go at him. And I don't think Roger is the type of player to be like, oh, I got two, three players on me. Let me get rid of the ball real quickly. I think he's like, oh, two, three players, I'm gonna try to take them all on. And so um yeah, what thoughts on Roger just real quickly? I mean, he's he, he looks like he's having a better season, but then you have a game like this, and then now people are like, should we start worrying again? Or, you know, what's what's your thought on this, AJ? He's more of a super sub player. I feel like ever since he arrived at America, there were times we were giving him opportunities to start, but then I feel like he just doesn't produce. It's one of those players, like, if you need that boost of offense or someone that could create a play, go for Roger. I feel like he's a player that should just come off the bench more. I don't think he needs to really start. He's one of those players, he's a difference maker, and that's good. If there's not enough offense, just put him on and see what he can do. And I feel like in those games like, where he did score those goals, it was all for him coming off of the bench. He wasn't starting. I just feel like he's not one of those star caliber players, to me, in my opinion. Brian, thoughts on Roger? Yeah, I think you might have to keep him with that super sub role. The one thing about him is he can make those plays. Um, I just think you're not going to see it often. Um, I, I think there needs to be a real like centering moment where you he, there needs to be talk about playing off a player and like entrusting a player next to you. Because the one thing I see him is once he puts his head down, he's made his decision. He's going full forward and there's no stopping him. And I'm like, pass, make the pass right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he has the talent. Yeah. He can do it. So there needs to be like, hey, we're gonna, you're only going to be better when, when we also play good. So we can feed off, off of each other, whoever's on the wing or you know, whoever else is up, up top. Um, but I think for right now, he's going to have to be a super sub and then you know, have that hunger. You know, and like I said, like Naveda, I think that hunger is already there. And he's doing it game in, game out. But like Roger is just like, like I said, once he makes a decision and goes, it, it, it doesn't always work out. And there's no like, okay, let me, let me, let me not do that in the next counter, you know? So that, yeah. that's, the only, that's the only frustrating part about the situation with him. Yeah. And I told you guys, but no one listened. Roger should have not started. But hey, uh, don't worry. I, I don't think he plays against Atlas, uh, at least from the from the starting get-go. He definitely is going to come off the bench. But uh, yeah, and that pretty much does it. I mean, America gets a, gets all three points at the start second, which again is kind of the thing that we're highlighting here because uh, like, like you mentioned, AJ, I think we're sitting second in the table. I personally do not look at the table until maybe after the Jornada 7, 8, maybe 9. I don't know. What, yeah. when, when, when do you start looking at it, Brian? Yeah, roughly 9 when things are, you know, like I said, where, where I think the style should start 
really being obvious. So around that time, mm-hmm. I really, it starts to matter, you know? Yeah. So I think, I, I think anyone looking at the table right now and saying, no, but we're second place. Like, no, no, let's, 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 let's pump the brakes a little bit here. Yes. It's good to be in a very good promising position, but there's still plenty and plenty of season to go by. So we can't really just, you know, say, all right. It's the Mexican league. It, it changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows who's going to catch a streak? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, and wild, wild officiating. It's just everything, you know? It's like, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I definitely agree with you guys. Um, but if that is it, then I think that is it. Yeah, like I mentioned, uh, three points at the Estadio and America's looking pretty pretty good there. But um, all right, gentlemen, before we move on into our next segment, as always, um, I would like to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you guys by Foot Cult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check out footcult.com. They have some amazing product going on there, and Brian can sit here and attest to it. They have some uh, great stuff they just dropped, like I mentioned, uh, that black with, like, rose uh, design jersey kit. It's beautiful. Get it. Make sure you guys pre-order it. Um, you know, they got, of course, these training tops. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys get the UI podcast one. Um, and anything that you guys like out there, make sure you guys use the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off all football products. Again, use discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. Brian, that you're here, we have to ask two questions. One, what does Rafa Marquez smell like? Because I know that you had to test, you had to get that air freshener sent to you as well. And two, any secret drops or hints that you can uh, kind of allude to here on the podcast? Well, you know, what does six smell like? And that's what you want to go for. I mean, so okay. we had to go by memory in the media mix zone. And you think, okay, this is what I remember. So we moved forward with that. And number two, I like it. we're always dropping little hints and little new things. And the one thing, what's beautiful is there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to be rare, rare stuff. So Follow them, follow, follow the Twitter, follow the Instagram, you know, at Foot Cult. And um, I, I, I don't think anybody's going to be disappointed. It's, it's, there's a lot of fun stuff coming. A lot of fun stuff coming. A lot of fun things going on right now at the moment. So you guys do not miss a second of it. You guys will not be disappointed. Use discount code EEP at checkout again to get 10% off. Again, thank you to Foot Cult for sponsoring today's episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk. I'm so sorry about that screaming in the background. It is my niece, and I don't know what I think they just got a package delivered. So please excuse from me. But from <laughs> Focal, yes, from Focal, package just delivered from Focal. So there you guys have. Right if you guys time. want this, if you guys want that same reaction, make sure you guys go and get something from Focal. But all right, gentlemen, let's talk a little bit about uh, Coapa and what's going on in and around the world of America. So um, as you guys know, Bruno Valdez is uh, close to being. Uh, uh, returning for us on the pitch again. I think there is about a two-week period that is still uh, kind of being looked at. Uh, they're, they're rumored to be early March, but I will say this. I don't think Solati is the type of player, to, uh, the, excuse me, the type of manager to try to speed rush anyone. So I would think more about mid-March is when we're going to be able to see Bruno Valdez, but that's still very, very soon to what we were promised. So um, still very promising signs. Good to see that, uh, you know, He's going to be returning very, very soon. Uh, Nicolas Benedetti, another player that uh, unfortunately has been injured. And well, at least he had a, a bit of a knock and they didn't want to risk him. Again, Solari is a type of manager saying, look, there's no need to risk you. We're still early in the season. Let's give you some time to rest. But he has just had a um, a, a beautiful baby. So we uh, give a huge shout out to Benedetti and, uh, you know, him uh, now having those parental duties to take care of. So 
Shout out to him. And then um, anything else I'm missing here, AJ, in regards to the news? Um, if anything, birthdays. Um, Nicol- um Nicolas Castillo's um birthday was, was on, um, uh, you know what? A lot of people have birthdays on Valentine's Day. I didn't know that. Would you look Which, at that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. And now that I said that out loud, it sounds even crazier, but um <laughs> it would uh it's a slow news day in Coapa, which I think is a good thing, mm-hmm. actually. Um, it's yeah. a good thing whenever it's a slow day in, in Coapa. The less that we're in the media, the more that we know that we're actually doing stuff in the training grounds behind closed doors. So, um, yeah, I mean, keep in tune with the, uh, with us over on Twitter, Instagram, and or Facebook. We're going to have you guys covered with all things America. Uh, me and AJ will be back in this week as well. We're going to be talking all things 30 Aguilas. So if you guys uh, want to know what happened with the other America Feminine and Queretaro match, make sure you guys tune in. Uh, this week as well. Me and AJ are going to be discussing all of that good stuff. International break for the ladies. AJ, that means a little bit of a break for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. Am I excited actually for the upcoming um Mexico matches for the women's team? So there's that's that right. as well. We got a couple ladies, but okay, we'll talk about more of that uh, later on in the week. So uh, yeah, that pretty much does it for the news in and around Coapa. Unless Brian, am I missing anything? Not that I know. You've heard but... anything? We know. Th- we know that you have some connections down in Mexico City. We know that Quiet. they tell you stuff. Quiet. <laughs> it might be it might be contacting my old Twitter page. <laughs> They're like, why isn't he responding? Where is this person? Uh but no, um yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for the Coapa news. Uh let's talk um let's talk America versus Atlas or Atlas versus America, gentlemen. Uh this game's gonna be on Saturday live via TUDN at uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. And uh, you guys can catch that game with us live minute by minute over on Twitter. I will be in charge of that one. So you guys want to come say hi, have a little bit of a banter. You guys can stop on and that uh, should be an interesting one. All right, gentlemen. So we talked a little bit before we got on air that we're going up against an Atlas side that is on a little bit of a streak. I wouldn't say a hot streak, but they're on a bit of a streak. Three games in where they haven't been defeated and they just came up against Pachuca where they won, I believe, away from home. Correct me if I'm wrong, AJ. Yes, away from home. So, they're, uh, you know, they got, some, they got some pretty good momentum coming their way. Is there something that we should be worried at this point, Brian, with, uh, you know, our form away maybe hasn't been the best. We lost against Monterrey. We drew against Santos when we should have won. Now we're going up against an Atlas side against in a stadium where that usually isn't favorable to us. What are your thoughts coming into this one? Yeah, so you got a team, 30 games, they haven't looked horrible. A little bit of a, you know, like I said, like a little bit of a nice run for themselves. Um, they're a team that's not really getting blown out by anybody. I mean, they're not the most stylish team, but um, when you have another, you know, another situation where you're up a man in a game and you're going to, a, a, you know, I guess Atlas, I just want to make sure there's not, you know, this haywire event where like there's miscommunication, there's, there's a lack of rhythm. So that's the only thing I'm kind of, you know, not a little worried about is like, Atlas is feeling good. Another game where you're up a man for a large part of the game. So it's just like, is that rhythm? Is that communication? Is that chemistry going to take a hit if, if things, you know, losing possession or there, there's lack of ideas, you know, like that's the one thing that, that worries me in this one per se. AJ, anything to add on that? Um, yeah, no, but I feel like Atlas is a team looking at the past stats. They get a lot of shots. Just I don't know to like why they're not really scoring these goals, which confused me 
they have some quality players and they got some they got Victor Marcor, they had Renato Ibarra, they got Milton Caraglio, who knows the Atta assistance. He played there before going to Cruz Azul. So it's a team where I'd say I would not underestimate them really. We did win one zero last time we did play against them, but that's not by much in anything. Like I said, they're on some kind of hot streak. They don't have the pretty style of play, but they like getting a lot of shots. And I feel like for America, if their defense can still be completely solid, I feel there shouldn't be that many issues coming to this match. You know, talking about, you know, Atlas and, and them not really having much of a playing style. I mean, they do have shots, but they don't have much kind of a return rate on that. And then seeing how America struggles to kind of get anything going in the final third. This game paints for a kind of like a nil-nil draw in a sense. I don't know if, if if anyone can kind of see it that way, but we should be interesting to hear what you guys' prediction is a little bit later on in the episode. But um Ultimately, I think this is going to be a good test for America because we've mentioned that they haven't had the best away record. And, you know, I think they still trying to kind of get over that little hump that they did against Santos where they know they should have come away with the three points. But unfortunately, just because of a mistake, we end up getting the draw. But they don't have anyone to blame but themselves because they had chances in that game to make sure that it wasn't a 1-0, uh, a 1-0 lead. They had plenty of other things going for them. They didn't put them away. Now, will, it, will that be the story on Saturday, or will we finally get a better narrative where America can finally get all three points away from home? That is going to be the thing to be on the lookout. Should be an interesting one. All right, let's talk predicted lineups, and then we'll kind of go off uh, on a little bit of a rant as how we think Solati is going to be playing this one. Although, unfortunately, Christian is not here to give us our prediction lineup, and unfortunately, uh, I don't see Jose Sepulveda on the chat as uh, as well. So, you know what? I'm. It's going to be up to me. Um, this is going to be completely wrong. We're just. I'm just going to put that out there right right away but i'm going with ochoa and net we're gonna have jorge sanchez on the right we're gonna have luis fuentes on the left we have emmanuel aguilera and um Cáceres as a, as a center back partnership we're gonna be playing obviously this 4-3-3 i do see uh aquino and naveda starting again in that center defense uh role i think that once aquino left the pitch against queretaro america just wasn't the same i don't know do you agree with me brian or do you think that you know yeah, no, no, I, I think he's going to be, he, he is an important player and we can already see it already. So, I mean, I, I do agree with you. No, I will say this though. He, um, he, he's a little bit too, uh, tackle friendly. There's a <laughs> point in time where it's like, in, he's going to get a red card if he keeps going at it this way. Uh, <laughs> but in the camp spot, I'm putting Giovanni Dos Santos there. I think oh he's going to see Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's gonna be wrong, but I can see a Giovanni Santos starting in this game. Um, will I be will Will I be right? Who knows? I don't think so. But you know, I think Giovanni Santos starts in the camp spot. Out on the right, we're gonna have Leo Suarez because no one else can play there. Out on the left, we're gonna see Mauro Lainez because I think that he's been the best left winger that we've had at the moment. Um, he injects some pace, so that's always a good thing. And up top. Henry Martin, of course, he's been bagging some goals. Can't deny that. And uh, you know, by uh, why why take him off when he's on a bit of a one, a bit of a run here? So we'll see whether or not he can bag another one. Um, all right, just thoughts in general about this starting eleven. Uh, I already know Brian doesn't like the whole Giovanni Santos thing, but AJ, what are you thinking in regards to this? Um, interesting because we're playing a four three because this entire season we've been playing a four four two and a four two three one and just hearing Gio, I'm kind of like, what does he even bring onto the pitch at this point? It's like you might as well just have Royer there instead. It's come to the point when people no. like we play ten men with Royer. I'm like, nah, we play ten with Gio because this man's explosiveness is gone. 
I, he doesn't make much of an impact as many thought he will when we first um, uh, brought him onto the team. So, interesting. You should have just put Chucho Lopez there and say he might have done more than Gio at this point. No, no. God, no. Uh, <laughs> Brian, obviously, well, you, you've made your, your, your point across that Gio should not be starting, but anything else kind of, you know, stand out in that possible starting 11? Um, no, I mean, outside of that, I mean, I think that that's a lineup that can potentially get three points. I mean, he's right. And the explosive, uh, explosive nature of Gio is pretty much gone. Um, sad. Um, although I kind of predicted that how the way it ended in LA for him. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I, I think that lineup can do the job, um, at the end of the day. Now, whether they now will they? That's that's the major question here. Hey, who knows? Maybe, maybe Gio bags himself a hat trick, and then we're all just praising him. If he does, God. I mean, ah, you know, God bless. If he does, Brian is going to make a Giovanni de Santos air freshener there. That it has been said, and it will be done. Well, I'm um, getting a call right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, we're good. We're good. Quickly, before we move on to kind of tactics and all that stuff, what what are your thoughts about uh, Mauro Linus? Uh, you know, do you think that he's been a pretty good fit for America? Do you think that uh, he isn't? I am just curious to hear what your thoughts are. No, I, we, there there needs to be change, and there need to be signings um, coming off of that last season. I will say he kind of runs out of ideas on the wing at times, where he he really wants to beat the defender, and, and when it doesn't happen. I, Kind of like Roger, there there seems to be a disconnect about rectifying that 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 problem. But no, I, I think it's I think it's a solid signing. I don't think it's a superstar signing, but I, he will be very useful for this team. I think. Yeah, and I think we saw him in a very interesting role against Querétaro with playing kind of that left back position, which he he has done with Cholo. So, yeah. it'd be interesting to see if uh, maybe he can make a name himself even in that position. But okay, let's talk a little bit more about this game and how America might approach it, uh, regardless of the players that are going to be fielding the pitch. Um, what have we seen so far, AJ, this season that makes you think that okay, for sure, Solari is going to instruct the team to do this. It's just the idea that we're going to constantly try to cross the ball. It does work in our fair at times where we do find someone in that box and they had the ball. We've been seeing time and time again. It does work, even though we're not always wanting to do that. We like using the wings a lot. We're going on the left side a lot. We're using it. Whoever's on the left side of the pitch, they're going to be getting that ball and making their way to the corner and cross it and just hope someone is there available? If not, they try to cut in themselves and give a short pass to whoever can approach the ball. Then on the right side, mm, Leo Suarez, he does have his moments where we do see some explosives and some good plays from him, which is nice. But all I just feel is the midfield, they're going to really be the ones that have to be creating the play. They go up fo- they go up front and get themselves something. Santi Navera, we already know how this kid is. He's not afraid. He gets the ball and he sees an opportunity at goal, he's going to go for it no matter what. And if we're a company right next to him, pretty much they're going to do the same thing, do the defensive duties. the fo- And then the forwards, really, they're just going to try to get any ball that they can get and ch- and go for that shot. I think America, all in all, if they see a, an opportunity for them, they're going to go for it. Okay, nice. I think, yeah, I, I think I agree with you on that. And I think that, you know, 
there's going to be some players out there looking to kind of maybe take some mid-range shots, which I think America is lacking at this point. You know, you've had the chances, take them. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, what do you think America is going to do right here with uh, against Atlas or what they should be doing? Well, what I want to see done right is it, let's say America is actually fairly dominant with possession and Atlas needs to, to live off that counter. Can you cut them out to where you're frustrating them and then get that quickly transitioned into your attack. Um, I think if they do that, this could go very well for America, but if they are kind of letting them get fairly dangerous opportunities, that could, you know, be a bit of a problem um, on a team that's, I'm sure, feeling pretty good, you know, given their, you know, recent history. But um, yeah, that's, 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 if they can, frustrate them on their own on their own game that's going to be huge for america yeah i mean it, i hate to bring this up but do you guys think that the plan is to get an early red card for for atlas or something <laughs> uh, i mean hey that'd be nice i mean because you just mentioned right now brian frustration and it seems that that's something that they've been kind of good at is trying getting a little bit under the skin of some of the of these opponents so um could we see something similar like that Maybe, um, but at the same time, part of me is like, I kind of want 11-11 in there just to see like America feel confident. I mean, like, again, results matter, but also how you get those results also kind of matters eventually um, because there's going to be games where you're going to be the one that's frustrated. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be if, if, if there's a rough game, but it depends on how the, how the, the official is, is, is calling it. Some some days a handball is a handball. Some days it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that red card is a, it's just a warning on the next one. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, they, they 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 need to patch that up somehow. Um, but again, yeah, that's that's an external factor that I think you know no one can control, and it's gonna be the referee on his own day. And I think America has to do has to work their merits on their own ground. But um, you know, we, we mentioned Atlas. We kind of already understand how they're going to be playing against America. It's going to be no surprise that they're going to be looking to get us on the counter, which is something that Querétaro planted themselves very perfectly at uh, at the Estadio Azteca, which I think is something similar which to what we'll see Atlas do. America will have ball, the ball possession. We'll definitely try to you know move the ball, move passes here and there. What I don't want to see from America, and I think we've mentioned this before, is passes back and resetting every other every other play. I want to see a little bit more kind of directness from them, right? Be a little bit more adventurous. Take a player on. If you're on the wings, this is why I hate and frustrates me. It frustrates my dad when we're watching this. Um, whenever Rich, uh, whenever Leo has has the one on one, or when George or Jorge has the one on one, it's usually George who, who ends up taking on the one on one rather than Leo. But I hate the fact where they're like, "Oh, there's a player in front of me. Let me touch the side. Let me touch back, and then reset all over again." Like be a little bit more daring. Like I get it, but you know, get to the touchline and and try to take on, get that one on one chance. And you know, you're the winger, so you know you should have the ability to be able to take at least one player on. I'm not asking you to take on the whole defense, right. but I think because if you do, it breaks, it kind of breaks that little barrier, and now you've kind of opened yourself up to okay, can I go a little bit deeper? Can I get a cross in? Can someone make a run? You know, the the, the options then you know get plentiful. So I, I want to see a little bit more direct passing from America. Not too much long ball United, AJ. I know we've talked about that before too. No, no, no long ball United, um, but quick short passes, play the one, two, 
Um, and really, it's it's the simple things that America needs to get right before uh, you know we start getting into any more complex situations, especially in that final third. Um, but defensively, what do you think needs to continue to, to be kind of cemented and, and keep doing well, Brian, for America? Well, just build off of what we. I mean, again, they had majority possession, but just build off of that trust off of each other. Um, and I, I feel like we mentioned earlier. That's what they did really well. That's one thing that um, is looking good. And that makes me hopeful when Bruno comes back because you get that one extra piece in the future. But yeah, just as long as is that, is that trust is there, um, I think, you know, that, that's going to be really important in, into, you know, doing that, that game plan or that, you know, aspect of the game I want to see is, is make, just cutting their, cutting their counters out efficiently. Um, that's what I hope. And then moving oh, yeah. it through them, moving it through the midfield. Um, but also I wanted to touch on something you said about, you know, resorting to passing back. I also just don't want to see crosses or crosses across. It actually goes back to maybe take that shot, a distance shot, maybe, you know, play off a player, like just, just, just mix it up, just mix it up just that bit so that you can go to the wing. And, and, and now that's the fresh, you know, aspect in that moment instead of just, okay, it's reset, reset. And then, okay, let's send it across. And it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't always resort to something, you know? I think yeah, I, I, something that Christian definitely mentions all the time is we come very, it's very much very readable what we're doing, right? Teams can definitely set themselves up and be like, well, they're going to cross. So uh, let's give them a little bit down the wing. And we know their wingers aren't the best crossers. So let's just kind of give them that right. avenue. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Like I, you mentioned it perfectly. I do, I, I do think that switching it up is going to be important. Um, what, will they do it? You know, they still yet to kind of shock us in that sense, but hopefully this will be the game. All right, AJ, talk to me a little bit more about uh, your favorite Argentinian player on on the team, Emanuel Aguilera. He's really come to uh, he's really come to the to the role of being kind of that leader in the center back partnership. I think he's definitely upped his game, and again, I think he's he's really playing for another contract here, and he knows that it's his contracts until the end of December. But I think he's trying to put in a good shift to be like, hey, I'm your man for another year, even after this. I don't think he is, but he's at least playing to that, you know, standard. So it's going to be interesting to see what he can produce in this game. But what do you think he's done right? And what do you want him to continue to do? Because I do think he is kind of the leader of that defense. It's just the effort that he pulls in with, with every single game this season so far. I think since he's come back, it's trying to say and trying to win the aficionados of America back, trying to say, you can trust me on this one. We had many doubts last season, just the way he is. And I feel like just ever since he first arrived in America, he brings in his goal scoring when it comes to freakies and penalties, but he's like complete liability in defense. But I think in this season alone, I think Soleil has changed that completely from him. He's come from a player we criticize heavily so much as like, you know, I don't mind him actually in defense. That could potentially change when Bruno comes back or Bruno takes gusts. Whatever that case may be, like you mentioned, he's fine for that contract extension. It's only for one more year. But vain thing, if the directors like what they see, so I like what he sees, is say, let's bring him out for another one. Let's add another year to this combat. I just like it. Look what he didn't get at, though. And I feel like not many people pointed out. I know the comments are through that saying, like, the little tap that Ochoa made with his hands, but you got to realize Emma was the one that fought all the way to go into the ball and clear that ball right out. And I'm just like, that's the effort we want to see in the defense. And I feel like he's essentially the captain of this defense right now until Bruno comes back. And I'm liking it. I would like for him to keep that starting 11 spot 
for this team. Maybe a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I personally like it. This is the um kind of MIA that we're going to be seeing for the next couple of games leading this um defense. I wouldn't mind it. I will gladly take it. He's doing pretty well, and I hope he continues his form um down the road and into the Ligia. Yeah, he's going to be an important piece, and hopefully he can continue to be um, kind of that cement. He is a hugger, though. You can really tell he's he's quite the hugger, uh, Emmanuel Aguilera. So <laughs> hopefully that doesn't come to bite him against Atlas. Um, but, uh, I mean, we pretty much talked about everything that we had to. I mean, we already know Atlas is going to play to their counterattacking ways. Um, sure. Brian, talk to me about maybe uh, the players coming off the bench. It looks like it's going to have to be Cordova. It looks like it's going to have to be Roger. What do they have to do in order to get themselves back into the starting eleven? Um, like I said, like with those, there needs to be that, that chemistry with the other players. And then, uh, being smart, just, there has to be smarter plays. You know, if you're coming, whether you're a starter coming off, um, that's going to be, what's going to be viewed, you know, down the road, um, is playing efficient and smart. Um, cause if that's, if that's the case, it's, it'll be hard to argue against a player. Even if even there's not you know an assist or a goal or whatever to their name or whatever you want to say, but if it looks like they're improving certain aspects of the game, then that's what matters. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. I completely agree with you. All right, gentlemen, let's talk predictions here. Give me your prediction, AJ, for the game on Saturday. Two zero win for America. Two zero win for America. Brian, what are you going with? Um, I'm going to set my expectations a little bit low. I'm going to say one. One, one. Brian's going for the draw. I'm going with a one nil victory for America. Um, positive note here is that me and Angie think we're going to get a clean sheet. I think that's important. Brian, on the other hand, he, he's not, he's very much being a Debbie Downer here. Um, <laughs> choking extra time and they score off a set piece. Oh my God. No. AJ, oh, if that happens, oh, you're not coming on next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Edgar's saying uh, 2-1 for America give us your guys' comments and predictions down and we will read them in just a second um, but anything else to add on in regards to this preview against uh, American Atlas I mean usually this is a game where we would have painted America to be scoring maybe a lot more goals because you know Atlas as much as they've had quite a bit of a run we do know that they're very kind of you know uh, no discredit to them or anything but the, the strongest side in Liga Mekis you know so Mm. it's it's weird how things have changed from you know six months ago to now but um i think overall i think this game still paints to be interesting even though there might not be that many goals i do believe there will be just as much chances so i think the goalkeepers are going to be a little bit busy in this one so we'll see how it goes um my uh, twin here saying uh i need a dominant performance and a clean sheet to nil would do it for me so shout out to ivan out there He's going for a 2-0 victory. Um, yeah, I mean, anything else to add on, gentlemen? No, I, um, I just want to see... I want to continue to see Naveda look the way he's been looking and having that confidence, having, having that uh, that rhythm right now. Um, I, I would love a 2-0. That would be a fantastic you know, scoreline. Um, I want to see this America side, and this is going to happen overnight. This is not going to happen just when they play, you know, this weekend. But I want them to get to a point where it's like, okay, put them in a scenario what we saw in December. You're going to a bubble to play the Conca champions, and you're like, it's going to be hard to team. I want to see 
type of a man. Not, oh, who's going to be playing midfield? <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like where, who, where, who's going where? <laughs> like, exactly. You know I, mean? like, I want to I see that. And we said that the identity or whatever, the multiple ways you can attack a team and trust who's you in the defense. That that, that that's all you can ask for. That ask for that as a fan. That's that's all I want to see. And it might start with this this weekend, but you know, getting is also important right now. And then hopefully we'll we'll start. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that's going to be an important factor. Um, also, it reminds me, thank you, Brian, for bringing this up. I am a terrible co-host, and AJ, you're terrible uh, <laughs> for not reminding me as well. Uh, obviously, we have Cocker Champions news. Uh, America is going to be playing against Olympia, and uh, that game's going to be in around April. So uh, sorry that we did not inform you that in this podcast right now. Again, I, my apologies. Uh, but just quick, quickly, how do you guys feel about the draw? Uh, AJ, by the way, I called it. You know that I did. Um uh, thoughts on the opponent? Um, pretty tough side, actually. Not gonna lie, they did knock out the MLS um Cup champions on um, the um Seattle Sounders. Yes, it was during Concaf, and they give Alajuelense a scared in the Liga Concaf as well. And they played against one of the Giants in Costa Rica. So to just see results like that, it's pretty interesting. And during the run in the Concacaf Champions League, they looked pretty surprising. Not gonna front really. They look good, mm-hmm. and in Liga Concaf as well. They played well, and they're the biggest team in Honduras. So it's going to be pretty fun to see America, the biggest team in Mexico, ballot out against the biggest team in Honduras. So it's going to be pretty exciting to see how this game is going to um, end up. All right, Brian, your thoughts? No, it's going to be I think it's be a good battle. Um, if that's a game where America... The one thing that scares me, is uh, if we see a game like we did last spring where there was probably 28 fouls on the other team and I think one or two yellow cards. And that game yeah. scared me. And I know this is a different team, a different place, um, but being, you know, I just, I just hope, you know, America doesn't under, underestimate a team, especially if they play physical. Don't underestimate under, under, underestimate because that, that'll be their version of frustrating you. So I I'm, ex- I'm excited. And we know how the Hondurians play. They play yeah. tough and dirty. They will yeah. foul you left and right. Yeah. So I'm excited. <laughs> CONCACAF yeah, no. fever. <laughs> CONCACAF fever right back at it. When you said, uh, well, the one thing I'm scared of, I thought you were going to say Christmas there. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I had a flashback. But... <laughs> yeah, there you go. Flashbacks. Um, but no, yeah, it should be an interesting one. And again, we're going to have you guys all covered whenever that comes around, like we said, in April. So make sure you guys stay tuned and ready for that. Should be an interesting one. Um, but all right, gentlemen, I think that pretty much wraps it up. One last thing I want to ask before we uh, kind of close the curtains here. 17 years of Guillermo Ochoa as of yesterday. You guys' thoughts on the Mexican goalkeeper? Uh, quickly, briefly, Brian, what is your thoughts on Ochoa so far and his career? Well, you know, a legend with the club. Um, I think, in my personal opinion, the 2014 run was probably the best you'll ever see a goalkeeper in, in, in a Mexico uniform in, for quite some time. Um, that was, I mean, when you get everyone talking about you, not just Mexico fans, not just North American fans, but, you know, everyone, you know, that's that's something special. So, I mean, just, just a fantastic player who I think should have been able to play at a at the biggest level and you know unfortunately he wasn't given that opportunity per se but 
still important for country and its club and, and, you know, fantastic, fantastic player. Definitely. AJ? Really? One, one of Mexico's greatest goalkeepers, one of the best to ever play in America, if not potentially the best Mexican goalkeeper to ever play in Club America. Just really unfortunate, just in Europe, he just played with teams where his defense essentially failed and really adjusted. You know, this man, I think, had like a record, I think, for the most saves in a single season, but also the most goals conceded yeah, in a single fair. season. Got the team relegated. Then um, Malaga, I felt like he could have really had a good time, just Gameni was there, and you were never going to replace Gameni. But, I mean, hey, he did have a good time in Belgium, so there's that. He did win, he did win um, uh, the Belgian Cup with them, so that's nice. But I, all in all, just one of the best goalkeepers in Mexico's history, and it's just it's really great for me to finally witness him at a Mexico jersey. Always had my dad talking about how great of a player he was, and I'm like, I need to see this for myself. And after seeing, it's like, oh my god, he was right. This man is Jesus, pretty much. <laughs> He's the second coming. <laughs> uh, no, well, let me correct you there, AJ. He, he is the best Mexican goalkeeper, uh, and I will die on this hill as to whoever wants to I'll join me on the hill. I'll join you. There you go. Me and Brian will will be on this hill, ready. To, to to defend it at arms, um, but uh, yeah, look, I, I mean, anyone who knows me knows uh, uh, the biggest fan that I am of Ochoa. But I think, um, y- you know, his 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 name carries weight, and I think you mentioned it, Brian. His his name carries weight not just in Mexico but all around the world. Like you know, they know him. They're like, oh, Mister Twenty Fourteen. I know who that is. Yeah, the wall. They call um, the Mexican wall. The I, have Mexican a, wall. I have a friend in Brazil. Like she likes playing goalkeeper. And every time she say this is at the time the 2014 World Cup was at Brazil, everyone was calling her Ochoa. It's like yeah. that much of an impact. Look at that. Yeah, his exactly. name made his way to Brazil. Look at that. And you so, and you I see a lot of these keepers today. Like I've seen so many bloopers from high ranking keepers, and I'm like. Wow. <laughs> I feel like he could have been there. He could have been like, yeah. Like, was, so imagine if it was a Choa. PSG, yeah. man, you could have been a Liverpool at one point as well. Look yep, at that. 100%. Imagine. Yeah. Look, look, I am I, I'm still writing that podcast, but I have a podcast for the day where um where Choa does retire. And I think I, I'm gonna tell his story the way that I think no one else has. And there's a lot of stuff that has transcended throughout his career, stuff that happened behind closed doors that, yeah. you know, not a lot of people know about, but that is unfortunate. I, I have always said that he is by far the most unluckiest goalkeeper I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. With the most talent as well. So, um, but again, I mean, even with all of that against him, he's been able to create the career that I don't think anyone could come close to emulate within these next couple of years that we'll see. Um, will there be a better goalkeeper than Ochoa in our history? I don't know, but will there? But I'm sure that there will be another one in Mexico's time. But for yeah. now, I think we need to enjoy the man for uh, for the greatness that he has, you know, unveiled upon us. And um, I, I just think, you know, keep keep Ochoa, you know, keep keep him going, keep him going. He, he's not going anywhere. He said it. He's he's here to stay. He's like, I, I don't know if I have. Uh, I know he's like, I know I have another World Cup under my belt. Do I have another one after that? He's like, probably not. Um, but I'm still thinking of playing with America even after this World Cup. So. Uh, it just brings you joy, and you know you just want to see him continue to play and proving proving that he still got it, even at uh, even at 36 years old. So yeah. that says a lot. Says a lot. Tell me a lot of goalkeepers that can you know live up to that standard. Not right. a lot can uh, can fall into that list. 
But again, gentlemen, I think that pretty much wraps it up for today. Thank you so much to everyone that was out here. Uh, you know, uh, Gabriel, Ivan, Edgar, um, Hector, Septile. Remember that name this time, <laughs> Louis, uh, AP Jr. Everyone, thank you so much for coming out here. You guys uh, really, and everyone listening and watching right now. Uh, thank you so much again. And to our guest, Mr. Brian himself, thank you so much for coming on. We know we're going to have you on very much soon. But yeah. uh, glad you answered the call. Yeah, for sure. And thanks for having me. It was a good time. Always, always a good time. AJ, as always, stay safe out there. Stay warm out there. I know it's, uh, it's a little cold over there, isn't it? Oh, yeah, no. But in my house, it's really warm. And I was sweating so much though aerobic <laughs> training. It was not fun. <laughs> Mm. Again, though, we'll 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 leave, a, we'll leave a little bit of a pin drop, and you guys can see when uh, AJ does his Pilates, his window's gonna be open. So don't worry, you guys can catch all of that greatness. He's got quite the calf game, is what I'm hearing from his neighbors. Um, so uh, <laughs> but though, no, again, thank you so much, everyone out there, uh, to our beloved co-host Christian, who unfortunately wasn't able to make it. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see him again next week, and our beloved cowboy who was here uh during our halftime thoughts he's gonna be uh he's gonna be looming around here and there so shout out to him and to everyone in texas right now going through it with the snow we'll see what happens see what happens uh, when yeah. he gets a blue check mark yeah he gets a snow yeah. mark. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what when you get verified. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. All righty then. But we'll, we'll leave it to you guys. You guys have a wonderful time again. Me and Angel will be back next week to talk all things. Um, Not next week, this week, to talk all things Lady Aquilas. And we'll be back next week to talk uh, all things uh, America versus Atlas and everything else in regards to Las Aguilas de la America. All right, gentlemen, you guys have a wonderful time. You guys stay safe. Everyone out there, please, please wear your mask. And we'll see, uh, we'll see each other very, very soon. Until next time, as always, take care. Y arriba la America. Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.